Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 322 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials uh, found in the books of Nahum, um, Habakkuk and Zephaniah uh, and we're looking in the week of November the 28th to December the 3rd, I believe, no, December the 4th, uh, and today we're looking at the book of Nahum. Now, before I dive into the book of Nahum, um, these books um, are, I suppose, challenging in the sense that they are very focused on doom and destruction. Uh, they are very specific about the the time of that they were prophesying in, um, And so for us today, it can be sometimes hard to see uh, anything or many things that apply to our day. Of course, there are, and there are many ways that uh, the scriptures can be applied to our day. But I think it's it's very well agreed that uh, these books in particular of the Minor Prophets are some books where you probably have to look a little deeper uh, to see some of the applications and the lessons that you learn. Uh, to be able to apply them to to you know your own context in your life and to gain that learning from them. Uh, having said that, there are things that apply, and so what we'll do is we'll start with um, the book of Nahum, um, and to start with a bit of a background for what Nahum means. The name Nahum means consoler. Um, he, if you read in the uh, Bible dictionary, you learn a bit more about him. Uh, he is a prophet that was uh, in who was native of Galilee, and he prophesied against Nineveh. So a lot of his three chapters is focused on the fall of Nineveh uh, and the the destruction of that city, which of course uh, we learnt about last week in Jonah. But Nahum, I believe, was about a hundred or so years after Jonah. So um, if the the book of Jonah was in fact a, a historical account uh, within that book then uh, it seems that Nineveh, whilst they had some time of peace and uh, some time following the commandments of the Lord, that uh, this had changed after some time. And um, he begins to talk about how this destruction was going to come to pass. Um, So in Nahum chapter 1, we read about the Lord's power. And this is a a theme that runs throughout the these three books in particular is the power that God has, um, but also Nahum speaks about his mercy. In verse 3 uh, in Nahum chapter 1, it says, The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord have his way in the whirlwind and the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. So he is indeed slow to anger that he will work with us for a, certain, like, well, a significant amount of time. Uh, This does not mean that, of course, we can be acquitted. Uh, And this is what, obviously, Nahum is speaking about, that whilst the Lord is slow to anger, it doesn't mean that he allows you to carry on doing what you're doing. You need to to try and change. Um, And this is, you know, part of repentance, that recognising that we will need to continue with repent in our lives, but not accepting that we repent of the same thing for all of our lives, that that we do need to change. Um, and seek ways in order to change. So I think that that is uh, an important point there being made by Nahum about this, 
Of course, not to say that if you do make slip up again later on down the road that you can't have the chance to repent. But for the people of Nineveh, there came a time when the time was too late. And for all of us, I think that this is an important principle that there will be a time when it is too late. Uh, it won't be tomorrow necessarily, but the time will come. Uh, and so recognizing the importance and not procrastinating the day of our repentance is an important principle. It's a difficult one at times uh, to to look at, but it is one that needs, we need to be reminded of to know that we need to move things forward uh, and to help us to change those things. So um, that is important. The power of the Lord is further emphasized in verses four and five. He rebuketh the sea and maketh it dry. He driveth the poor the rivers. Bashan languisheth and Carmel and the flower of Lebanon languisheth. For the mountains quake at him and the hills melt and the earth is burned at his presence. Yea, the world and all that dwell therein. In terms of the world being burned at his presence, of course, we are talking about the cleansing of the earth and whether that is an actual burning or whether that is a different um, and it's just the way it's been described in, with the ancients. Um, we don't fully know. But uh, we know that the world will be changed and cleansed uh, at his second coming. And of course, this is talking about when Nineveh is destroyed, but also it's re- it can be linked to, and it is referring to, uh, the time of his second coming as well. Uh, and so we learn about the second coming through these, not just this chapter, but through these three books, we learn about principles that apply to the Lord's coming, that apply to the destruction of Nineveh, and also... Uh, other uh, countries or cities which we'll see in other prophets books but also at the time of the second coming again these these prophecies have multiple applications uh, and so we can look at that um, in our perspective uh, for our day as well Um, in verse 7 it says the lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble and he knoweth them that trust in him this is a a lovely verse one that is uh, speaks calm and peace to us about how the Lord is a stronghold and that he knows us. And as he is a stronghold, he can comfort and protect and save and secure us uh, and you know, help us to get through those difficult times. Um, I think that that does give us some peace and comfort uh, in, that, uh, in that verse. And then we reach the end of this uh, chapter. And again, you know, after destructions and um, stubbles being made dry, uh, being prophesied through this chapter. We then also get in verse 13, For now I, will I break his yoke from off thee, and I'll burst thy bonds sunder. Um, he talks about how wickedness will be will be removed in verse 14, And the Lord hath given a commandment concerning thee, that no more of thy name be sown. Out of the house of thy gods I will cut off the graven image and the molten image, and I'll make thy grave, for thou art vile. So, you know, talking about the um, difficulty um, that comes when wickedness is continually followed and willful rebellion is is the path that we pursue. But then in verse 15, Behold upon the mountains the feet of him that bringeth good tidings and publisheth peace. Um, There is mercy that that is there, um, but there is justice also. And so we need to make sure that we are uh, seeking to be forgiven seeking to find that repentance and um, that is the miracle of it that we have forgiveness available to us and it is constantly there but we need to to act we need to do something about it rather than willfully rebel um, 
as much as we can. So, yep, so Nahum, there's the the first um, kind of chapter done there, so we'll leave that there. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, in this study, uh, in these these books of the Minor Prophets here. Uh, Thanks for sharing your time with us, and until we meet again, 